He is in. We have Matt Neverett on the live draft stream. Matt, it's good to see you, my man. Long time no see. How's everything been with you, man? It's good, man. Yeah. Are, are you able to hear me all right? I am. I am. Uh, I'm able to hear you all right. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. No, I've, I've been I've been well. I've been uh, a little bit bored with no baseball going <laughs> on, but the uh, this going on gives us something to talk about. Yeah, man. This is awesome. So far, got to ask, man, what do you think of this draft, man? Crazy stuff happening. I mean, a lot of guys we – didn't think we're going to go to these, you know, different places and stuff. What do you think about this draft, man? This is crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm awestruck by how many different, you know, crazy picks have been made. Yeah. It's always interesting. The MLB draft is a little bit different than like the NBA draft or the NFL draft, because uh, in, in those two drafts, I would say that the, the, the pundits guess it right more, you know, you're one, two, three, four, five, you maybe get one or two off, but you know, generally speaking, everybody kind of knows where, uh, certain players are supposed to get drafted in the MLB draft. It's up in the air. I mean, there's a lot of guys that uh, come out of nowhere in the last week or so and, uh, and it gets selected in a really high spot in the first round. And obviously with uh, everything going on this year, this draft is going to be historic in a lot of ways. Uh, as far as the individual picks so far, Torgelson at one out of Arizona state, no brainer. The, the thing that surprised me the most was that there, he was the first ever college first baseman taken number one overall. Yep. And, you know, first baseman is a premier power spot. There's been a lot of first baseman picks, but never a college first base bat. And that was really surprising to me. And uh, as far as Herstag getting picked two, uh, I don't think anybody saw that. He, you know, obviously was a highly regarded player, but I don't think a lot of people saw him as a number two draft pick. I mean, I, I do uh, a little bit of research into the MLB draft. It's always tough just because you never know what will happen. But uh, the one that I really put in a high regard is the perfect game. Uh, ratings because they you know they they see these guys all the way from high school uh you know if they go to college through there and then all the way to the mlb uh so they i trust their rankings a lot they had chris head going 12 to the reds so the fact that he got picked at two was uh, a, a big deal for him obviously mm -hmm. because of the, the financial <laughs> yeah, aspect yeah. of it but yeah definitely some surprises i mean really aside from um torkelson at one uh, you know three through ten was just kind of take take your pick i mean yeah. it's going to be these six to eight guys and you know you're throwing darts at a board yeah. and then uh, as far as the pirates selecting nick gonzalez the funny thing is that's exactly where perfect game had him uh, i saw another mock today where that's exactly where they had him nick gonzalez prior to the 2019 season a lot of people were saying hey 2020 he's going to be number one overall so i mean you hear of a guy sliding in the draft you see what's a couple of rounds for for gonzalez it ended up being just six mm -hmm. picks so i actually really like that pick for the pirates at seven uh, they, they've had some uh, struggles, I will say, developing a lot of the high school talent that they've picked in the early rounds. So I, I think that this is a, a safe pick. Gonzalez, uh, like I said, a lot of got a lot of people had him as a number one pick uh, a couple years ago, but there was you know future number one pick potential there, and a lot to like about it. He could play shortstop, he could play second base. Um, uh, yeah, and he he definitely dropped in the last week, and that definitely is going to help the Pirates because he's someone who can rocket through the system pretty quickly. Yeah, I I like the Gonzalez pick, and I know. Obviously, again, the first seven picks, no high schoolers were taken, which is not a shock. I think we knew that going into it. Um, and the, the, I know it looks like the pick is in for the Angels at, right now, actually. So I'll kind of be going back and forth real quick. But um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, no surprise that there is no high schoolers in the top seven. And I honestly, I like that Gonzalez pick, man. I think Gonzalez could be a really good player in that Pirates organization. 
I think another guy who I think is absolutely a steal and obviously a guy who a lot of people really liked in this year's draft, Austin Martin. I mean, think about it. You're going to have Bichette, you're going to have Biggio and Guerrero, and now you have Austin Martin who's just an all-around amazing player. He can play multiple positions. I mean, that's a guy that could be a, a, a amazing player in the major league level once he gets up there. I mean, obviously, you know, he is – he is a college player, so you don't have to worry about him, you know, developing and such and being in the minor league system for a while. So it's kind of, I think he could be a definitely a big steal for that uh, Toronto Blue Jays team. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting pick because that's a, a position of strength for them. That, that middle of the infield, really infield in general, is a position of strength for Toronto. So to pick, you know, the top infielder aside from the number one pick. Uh, was was kind of surprising, but you you know what you're going to get out of these Vanderbilt guys, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're going to get some studs. You know, I I think a lot of people thought that Dansby Swanson, just to name an example, they thought his ceiling would be a little bit higher than he is, but he's an everyday starting major league shortstop. Yeah. So they you know, you know what you're going to get if if that's your floor, an everyday starting shortstop mm-hmm. for a guy like Dansby Swanson, who's a, you know obviously a big proud Vandy boy. Yeah. That's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Dansby Swanson. I mean, he's done pretty good things for the brave so far in his career and yeah you always know what you're gonna get out of vandy guys usually you know what you're gonna get out of guys from like uh what is it what's the geez what's the team that just dropped oh my god i forgot the team i forgot the college team uh geez this is terrible a&m arizona state oh my gosh no um Oregon State, Oregon State, sorry. Oregon State yep. usually has really good players. That's what I was thinking of because I just had an Oregon State guy on recently. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are usually the two safest schools to pick out of because they've had so much success on just getting players to the major league level. And, again, all the SEC schools usually do well in just producing really, really high-quality ball players. And uh, Reed Detmer is, by the way, taken to the L.A. Angels. He's the newest addition to the Los Angeles Angels, going to join the wacky antics of George, or Joe Madden. So very exciting to see how he does there. He's a pitcher from Louisville, so interesting to see what he can do in L.A. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been an interesting draft so far, man. And obviously now you're in, you're in Las Vegas doing stuff with the Las Vegas Aviators. Talk to me how that's been so far with you. Um, hasn't been a lot to do. <laughs> um, so – uh, moved out here in February, mm-hmm. and um, they had two um, what they call big league weekends, uh, two two series. It was uh, Saturday, back-to-back Saturdays and Sundays, uh, spring training games. It was the Cubs and the Reds the first week, and then the Indians and the Athletics, who is the uh, their affiliate. So obviously a lot of a lot of home a lot, a lot of guys that had played in Vegas last year yeah. were were back, and they they sent a little bit extra. Uh, Chris Bryant with the Cubs is from Las Vegas, um, and he is you know a proud Las Vegan. So. <laughs> Uh, just you know, the media presence around him was crazy, but it was really cool to see the major league spring training games. Obviously I've had the experience of uh, the, the real thing as far as spring training is concerned for the last two years with the, uh, the pirates down in Florida, but I uh, kind of got started with that. And then uh, I believe it was March 15th or 16th. I mean, the whole town really shut down and uh, the word from the team was uh, we'll let you know when, we got something yeah, for you. I know. So yeah, just, uh, yeah. Hopefully, we have a season. Waiting man. at this point, but yeah, hopefully, you have a season, man. Hopefully, you we'll get see. to hopefully I get to hear your voice doing uh, Las Vegas Aviators games, and and you have some, you know, you you used to do uh, with the Bradenton Marauders. They're one of the few teams in the lower levels that do minor league baseball TV. So you know, you're used to it. You know how mm-hmm. to do the minor league baseball TV. That's that's what's been keeping my uh, Florida State League action going is by listening to you and your Bradenton old Bradenton Marauders games from this past season and the year before that. Go. So. I'm trying to get I'm I'm like in game like 23 or something I think in the last season so I'm I'm just making it through all the games yeah. of last season that you guys had at home so There you go. Listen, hey, you probably doubled the actual listenership. 
Oh, man. But um, what, which players do you think so far that have been drafted and actually the Chicago White Sox pick is in? So I'll be, again, looking back and forth as I keep doing. But uh, which players do you think so far that have been drafted, 1 through 10, which players do you think will be big league ready the earliest? Which players do you think will be in the big leagues maybe in a couple of years, maybe three years, four years from now? I mean, I know that might even be – later honestly for some of these ball clubs they might even want them in earlier um i mean we could see guys like wander you know it's like wander franco style or vlad style where they just get in yeah. in two years uh, but um who do you uh yeah exactly but uh wh- which guys do you think could be really like big league candidates you know earliest big league candidates i think Austin lacy out of uh texas a&m who got picked nice and early i think he has a, a really good shot left-handed power throwing arm couple of plus pitches uh, and the, the funny thing is about him when I was, you know, looking at stuff for this was a lot of the um, evaluators said that they liked his demeanor on the mound. And that's not something that you normally hear of when uh, you've got scouts evaluating talent at a very baseline level to try and, you know, sell people on him at the draft. So that means that it has to stand out. Yeah. And so for, for Austin Lacey, you know, he's got that big league Max Scherzer kind of mentality where, you know, he, you know, when you're on that mound, it is your ball and it is your game. Definitely. So I think as far as the pitchers go, Lacey, Max Meyer, another college arm out of Minnesota who got picked, Emerson Hancock, um, I, you know, he fits into what a lot of teams kind of do. He's got a high upside. But, uh, I mean, those those three, obviously the top two pitchers picked. That sounds kind of mm-hmm. um, bad. But, I mean, I think Lacey definitely has a chance to get there first. As far as the hitters, I mean, Torkelson will be – projected to fly through the system um and the the tigers have a decent enough um amount of power i would say in their minor league system in total we saw them in lakeland for the last couple of years so i got a good chance the tigers strength in their in their farm system is their pitching so they need all the help they can get there and then um with with kerstad i think that that is an interesting selection i don't think that the orioles would have taken such a big reach on him uh, if they didn't think that he would be able to progress through the mm-hmm. system quickly, because you're not going to draft a guy, you know, 15 slots ahead of where he's, yeah. you know, quote unquote, supposed to go. If you're like, oh, we'll slow him along and see what happens. Yeah, definitely. I, I actually think Kerstack could be an interesting player. He could be a guy we, we could, might want to watch out for, you know, maybe to really, they might want to, you know, I mean, not maybe take him a little bit slower just because you know they did reach for him and stuff and he's not one of those top players like a Lacey like a Martin like a Torkelson who those guys they you know they're gonna go straight up the to the main roster as quick as they possibly can um so but I think he could be an interesting guy and I think he could be a big home run threat um I I know he's supposed to be a big power bat and I think he could be a really big home run threat for that Orioles team that is lacking it you know Davis has lost a lot of his power and they really only they're lacking like, everything yeah really they are they have like nothing um i mean we, if you look at i mean i know it's a video game but mlb the show i mean they they're terrible they have like nothing on their roster their pitching stinks i mean it's sad to say it but it's true but uh, i mean they're not that far from real life no it really isn't that far by real life but uh <laughs> no but with Kerstad, i think he could be a guy that could really i think he could be in the major league level. he could be with the orioles for a little while and we could see him at the major league level with the orioles at some point sooner rather than later and I, and again they need that power hitting again davis has lost a lot of his power the only real power threat they have is that trey mancini that's the only real power threat they have in that lineup so i really can see a Kerstad maybe zooming up a little bit i mean obviously they might want to take his time just because they did go out and reach for him but i think he could be a really big threat in that orioles uh lineup for years to come yeah left-handed power batting outfielder i mean mm-hmm. the, the the actual good ones of those are few and far between especially a guy 
Now, first, I've got the power yep. tool, obviously, but guys that can do that, but also have a good um, hit for uh, average tool, exactly. which Chris that does. And looking at looking at his swing, I, I watched a couple of videos of his swing earlier today, and it's uh, it's obviously a great swing. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that one thing the Orioles are more than likely going to try and do is quiet it down a little bit prior to where he kind of comes set. Yeah. Because when the, the pitch is coming in, it's a lot of this, which, you know, it's neither here nor there beforehand, but he kind of like, if it's hard to describe here. He like kind of like sets it in and then loads it up. And if yeah. you, you get caught off guard, you're doing that way yeah. too fast. But I think, you know, from, from here to here, mm-hmm. great. No, obviously nothing to work on there. I do think that they're going to try and quiet his mechanics yeah. just to keep the shoulders a little exactly. bit more level. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see. And obviously now we're at the 11th pick. The Chicago White Sox are now on the clock, a team that they look like they might be a playoff team this year if we're having a season right now. I mean, they have a lot of good pieces. They got Keuchel. They got Grandal behind the play. I mean, they're going to be a pretty interesting team to watch out for. As again, we're just waiting on them to make the pick. Rob Manford will be up there on the stage. We'll make them the wake the pick. Um, but who do you think are some guys? Who are you watching out for? You know, maybe later on in the draft. You know, I mean, obviously you're the Athletics uh, AAA affiliate broadcaster now. So who are you looking for later on in the draft? Maybe say for the Athletics to pick and for a team like the Athletics. You know, being a lower team in the draft obviously due to them being in the playoffs last season do you think they might go after one of those reaches maybe go after a high school guy due to the fact that they're one of the lower picks in the draft and such and you know they were a playoff team last year they have a lot of talent on that roster already in the major league level do you think they might go after a reach and go after a high school guy or do you think they go after a college guy and play it safe the athletics are an interesting case just because they them and the rays do everything just a little bit differently um, because of their financial situation, I guess. I, I don't know. But they, um, they, they have to run their organization a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So the, it, it's tough to kind of project what's going to happen in a situation like that. Uh, one name I have seen them tied to is uh, Dylan Dingler. And mm-hmm. late in the first round, the catcher out of Ohio State. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and the Athletics um, picked a young high school arm in the first round last year. And he didn't sign. So they lost their first round pick last year. I, I think with that in mind, they're going to have to take some kind of uh, a college prospect. And I've seen Dingler, uh, the, basically the, the quarterback of that Ohio State uh, baseball program this year. So I think that they're going to go with something safe. As yeah. far as another name uh, later on down in the first round is um, Austin Hendricks. Um, I don't know how much you have heard about I him. I have heard of him. Yeah, he's he is, good. So he's out of West Allegheny High School, which is about – 20 minutes or so from where I went to high school in Pittsburgh. And uh, he's a, he's another guy like Gonzalez. I mean, you know, not number one draft potential, but like over the last year he's fallen, which for him is from like, you know, number five yeah, to yeah. 20. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, you know, but that, I mean, that, that's a million dollars, a couple million dollars yep. of a drop. So yep. uh, I'll be interested to see which high schoolers get taken in the first round, because this is a particularly strong college class mm-hmm. in general. Um, but uh, next year's college class with what they're doing this year and uh, a lot of the guys that are going to be coming back to their programs because of the extra year of eligibility, next year's draft I think is going to be really interesting yeah. Um, yeah. because they're going to have to go back to 40 rounds oh, because no, of all the talent that's going to be there. There's going to be 10 rounds of college players alone mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, and there's probably the first five rounds are going to be guys who could have been possibly taken in the first round this year or in the first you know 
five yeah, rounds. Exactly. It's going to be a pretty impressive, impressive draft class next year. I mean, it really will because there is going to be a ton of talent. I mean, college baseball, if you're not a college baseball fan already, this next year is a year to be a college baseball fan. There's no question about it. I mean, I just started getting into college baseball this season, and I'm so excited already for next year because of just the amount of tier talent that will be coming through that college baseball ranking. I, I will say one area that got really affected by um, all this switching around mm-hmm. with the draft and major league baseball in the extra year of, year of eligibility is the uh, just, uh, junior college, because you've got all these guys who their plan was to go to Juco for one year, transfer to Florida, mm-hmm. transfer to LSU, transfer to Oregon. Um, but now they, the guys at Oregon are coming back. It's a, it's a trickle down effect because yep. you get a full roster guys at Oregon not that many of them are leaving this year because, you know, if you're not a fifth round picker above, you're only going to make $20,000. So if you're not going to be drafted in the first five rounds and you are dead set solid on that, you have to go back. It's, yeah. it's a no brainer unless, unless, you know, extenuating circumstances, but there's going to be a lot of red shirts to you. So it starts at the college level. And these guys that were going to transfer to your Oregon States, your Vanderbilt, your LSUs, they now have to do another year at Juco yep. and just wait it out or transfer to a, um, Missouri State or a Dallas Baptist mm-hmm. or a, you know not a second tier program but not your 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 blue blood yeah so I think that that is going to be the area that's really interesting is to see who stays at JUCO an extra year and gets drafted out of JUCO mm-hmm. not a lot of JUCO top prospects in this year's draft there's going to be a lot of junior college picks in the first couple of rounds next year yeah. but also who stays the extra year and then goes to where they were, you know, originally planning to go, or maybe they decommit. Guy that was going to Louisville uh, switches things around and goes to Virginia. You, you, you never know. And I think that, it, like I said, it's a trickle down. It starts at the college level, the JUCO level, and then that'll affect the the high schoolers marginally, but mostly the the, the JUCO and the Big D one guy. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, just just reacting real quick to the MLB draft. Garrett Crockett from Tennessee, uh, pitcher out of Tennessee, just got drafted by the Chicago White Sox just recently. The Reds should be making their pick here in just a minute. I believe the commissioner is just about to make a, his pick, so I'm gonna see real quick. Yeah, he's on. He's up on the podium, so I'm gonna see who he takes. Who they take? It's interesting. I I used to work for the White Sox uh, with the Birmingham Barons in Double A before I was with the Marauders, so I actually know their system really well also okay so austin hendrick just got taken so a guy we were just recently talking about going over to cincinnati so interesting pick there by the reds obviously we just talked about him or we already went through him and such so an interesting pick there by the by the reds oh look at that he's got a what is it red um what is it called uh red eye paint under his yeah under his thing so there you go he's already starting he's he's already in the red tradition already so he's in the adopting the right short uh, three short three three and a half hour drive (laughs) exactly exactly uh and an announcement matt i don't know uh i know you said you would you're absolutely would love to do this and stuff but i'm I'm gonna be starting the mlb the show single a advanced uh esports league or i know we're you're are are you excited about that are you pumped about that yeah i remember i remember talking to you about that hey anything for the uh for the marauders (laughs) and the the florida state league in general i'm all about promoting yeah and it's promoting the lower levels of minor leagues it's gonna be awesome man Uh, i i actually made i made it took me like hours to build those rosters man i tell you what i was like up all night building the rosters going through them i got 
every single A advanced team. So it's not any of the major league teams. So we're going to have single A advanced. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be really, really cool. That's and, awesome. Uh, I'm excited Good to have work. you jump on, man, with that. It'll, it'll be exciting. We'll do it here on Twitch, actually. All the streams will be on Twitch. So hopefully you're excited to be able to do that with me. Yeah. Speaking of Twitch, I want to give a shout out to a guy who's on Twitch all the time, I, Zach Ritchie. I see him. Who, uh, yeah, so he was one of our uh, <laughs> camera guys and producers and directors with the Marauders, and he just sent me a Snapchat of me. So um, <laughs> got to give him a shout all out. Right. I'll, I'll get the video of this here in a minute. I so. like it. I like it. Uh, and He's going to snap me this like video. We'll talk about here, you know, obviously we'll talk about – I'm going to talk about – I'm going to ask you this question. You know, obviously being a broadcaster – you know, you get to, you've seen first rounders, you've seen late round draft picks. Can you tell a difference in those, you know, the level of play when it comes to these first rounders? Obviously, I know again the the draft is very different this year. Again, only five rounds and such. But can you really tell the difference in the level of play when it comes to maybe a first rounder compared to like a late rounder, like a fortieth round pick or and such? Can you really tell that difference, or is it kind of, you know, they're both on that same level playing field? They both put their all into it and. uh they just really play hard. I think in an ideal world, it would be the, the second of those two options. But um, one of the biggest differences that I've seen is that the first rounder is going to get mm-hmm. a ton more slack within the organization, in both on and off the field, than the 34th rounder out of the junior college. Um, and, you know, that's not 100%, you know, ironclad that always yeah. happens. But that's, you know, that's generally the case. If you've got a first rounder who gets hurt twice, it takes him three years to actually mm-hmm. start playing. He's going to get those options. You get the 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 thirty eighth round, five foot nine pitcher that throws yeah. eighty that gets hurt two years in a row. He's yeah. gone. So um, I you know I would say that's one way that they definitely kind of um, differentiate. One guy that I like a, a, an example that I've seen personally, a guy named Courtney Hawkins, uh, first round pick of the White Sox. I want to say like twenty thirteen or fourteen. I, I forget yeah. exactly which yeah. year. But I was in double A with the Barons in 2017. He was still there then. He never got above double A in the first four years as a top 10 pick out of, he was a high school outfield pick, a lot of power. Um, he ended up, um, hold on, let, me, let me get the timeline right. He got <laughs> cut by the White Sox in 2017. He played in an independent league in 2018 and the start of last year, got signed by the Reds yep. last year in like June. And assigned to Daytona, mm-hmm. and uh, played for the Tortugas in single A as like a twenty-seven-year-old former first rounder, yeah. and hit like one something and got cut this same season. So it's it's interesting, you know. That guy got so many chances. He was in Double A, I think, for three years in a row. Uh, but you know, the thirty-fourth round pick is not going to get three chances at Double A. Yeah. So I would say that that's that's probably really the only real difference aside from the way that a lot of the guys carry themselves because mm-hmm. the first rounders got the big truck and the girlfriend and the <laughs> and all the yeah. uh accessories yeah, and stuff yeah. meanwhile you got you know <laughs> joe joe schmo an undrafted free agent driving his mom's old minivan yeah so, hey, I, you know, hey there's a lot of guys it's all about how you carry that's yourself. true that's true and hey there's a lot of guys that like have, a guy like a, there's a lot of guys that have came out of the late rounds and have made a, a living pretty pretty done a pretty good job in the major leagues so you never know oh, for sure it, it really sh- shouldn't matter there are benefits no. to being drafted yeah. Yeah. I, I i will say to, to my last point guy like travis swaggery who we had in bradenton last year first round pick gobs of money best dude you could imagine yep. really really nice guy um always accommodating so 
you know, you get those guys like Swaggerty who are awesome, even though they get all this money and have all, but and then you get the the, the real turds. So the guy like Swaggerty's awesome. <laughs> no, Swaggerty's awesome, man. I got to, I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to have him as one of my early interviews on my show. Obviously, now I've had like sixty, and it's hard to even count how many I've actually had on my <laughs> show because I just keep getting more and more. I get like hunter pence on and guys like that so but um but big yeah big time big time um but no swaggerty's an awesome guy and uh zach's zach's on here saying nevs come back to florida you ever gonna come back you gotta come back maybe vacation it's i mean it the the, the weather is just so much better here that's true that is true yeah it's way it's hot humid, and thin, humid, no humidity and, and it never rains and you had to deal with all those you know Camp days, seven thirty p.m. or a.m. Camp days. I don't know if they do oh, that anymore in AAA at all. Or um, you also had to deal with the rain. Del- to, I'm not. I'm not involved in that. You also had to deal with rain delays no, they, in the uh, Florida State League. That was pretty brutal. I know that was the big one. Was, was the uh, midday? Uh, all right, we're putting the tarp on. Yeah, all right, yeah. we're taking it off. Yeah. All right, we're putting it back on. <laughs> yeah, they put like the sponsorships and stuff on the MILB TV app, oh. and you were like, "All right, we'll be back with." Uh, Zach says, "I'm here. Excuses, Nevs. Excuses, man. You're getting burned in this uh, in the chat today. You're getting eviscerated. Also, Wild Hockey seventy four. Thanks for jumping on. Former Florida Staley guy. He's actually a Twitch streamer now, actually. So thanks for jumping on, Wild Hockey. Uh, Matt's been cool talking to you. This is man. the first time I've ever. This is the first time I've ever. I've ever actually like been on Twitch. I don't think I've ever actually watched anything. Really, really. Well, uh, well, welcome to the Twitch community. Maybe you can. Maybe I'll see you start you. streaming and stuff. Now you'll be a big time streamer. Well, I just got a PlayStation maybe a month ago. Yes, yes. For the very first time, so I've been. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. I'm looking at it right now. Rocket League, <laughs> Fortnite, Madden, Madden, and. Okay. FIFA. FIFA. Yeah, that's how I've been playing the most. I got. I got to get Rocket. Uh, if anyone has get Rocket, League. Rocket Rocket League is the best. I know that's you were telling. No, you were telling me about it. I gotta get that. If I once I get it, we'll we'll, we'll squad up and we'll play a game together and we'll we'll play we'll, we'll win Definitely. some games and stuff. If anybody wants to get at me on the PlayStation Network, my uh, username is Jimmy Fister. Yes, yes, I love that. I, when I saw that, I was like, I was like, this is great. And I saw you change your logo too. My, it's like Afro dude. I'm like, yes, this is fantastic. Uh, future MLB <laughs> the show streamer, yes. <laughs> um, I believe there you go. Bob yeah, he said. But uh, Matt, you got about two minutes left. Uh, just talking about what what else can you do? You think you? Oh, Patrick Bailey, by the way. Sorry, just before I can finish it here. Um, Patrick Bailey just got drafted by the Giants catcher. Um, so interesting pick there by the Giants going into the Rangers pick. Um, Matt, you got any uh, final? you know, sayings at all before we head out and I'll let you go and such. You got any final things to expect, anything you want to expect in the draft as we continue throughout this draft today? I, I will say, so obviously with everything going on, this mm-hmm. this draft is going to be unprecedented. This five-round format and then these guys afterwards, uh, if you have to come out, if you are getting signed as a free agent, uh, it's it's going to be tough. Yeah. You're going to get the minimum. What, what was the number? Was it 20,000? Yeah, it was 20,000 if you're signed like after the draft. It's I know an excruciatingly low number. And I'll tell you this right now for Torkelson, he's getting paid $8 million for the number one pick. So, hey, that's exactly. pretty good money. Hey, but that's that's the CBA though. But I, I, I will say that it's going to be interesting to me to see who signs mm-hmm. where and why. Because one thing that I've seen a lot of people projecting is that, you know, let's just say – Pick a school, Oregon. Yeah. I, I keep going back to Oregon. You've got a first-round slam dunk, or maybe Vanderbilt's a better example. 
You got a first round slam dunk in a guy like Martin, and then you got a guy who has to come out and probably would have been picked in about the 10th or 11th round. If you're going to get paid the same across the board, why would you not just sign with your buddy or with your hometown team if you're from Philadelphia, if you're from Oakland? Why would you not just take that? Or you could get three of your buddies and all sign together. (laughs) I mean, it really, these guys are going to have, I will say, the only benefit to a, a guy like that is that you have more power. Yeah. If a team calls you and says, hey, we're taking you in the 18th round, we'll pay you jack squat, mm-hmm. you're, you're ecstatic. But now if a team says, hey, we want you, you say, I've got these three other teams that I'd rather play for, mm-hmm. and none of them can pay me more. So these guys are going to have more of a choice. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really interesting. I'll be interested to see what they do with the draft next year. They mm-hmm. have to go more than five rounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll get it back to 40 ever. But I think that it's going to be really interesting to see a lot of these undrafted guys, like I said, where they sign and why, and if that ever comes up. Yeah, out. definitely. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I hope they – I know they were talking about maybe 10 rounds next year, 20, I, I would – I hope maybe, but I think – 20 would be fun. 20 would be fun. I think 20 is a good yeah. number. And I, I like – honestly – And, that, and that's, year, that's moving sorry. forward. 20 to 30 rounds, I don't think you need more than 30. No, yeah. And I and I like the five rounds this year just because everything it's all eyes on these set people you know these set players and I think that's so cool because like in the NFL you know you get to know more about these guys you know in the MLB draft when there's forty okay. rounds and by the time you get to the tenth round it's usually voice calls and nobody has ever heard of the guy and it's from like Salt Lake <laughs> yeah. Minnesota State or some random high school some random college that you've never heard of you've only looked at maybe once out of the entire draft you know, scouting report they've ever seen. So I think it's cool that they're only doing five rounds this year just because of it makes it better for the players. It's kind of all eyes are on them, and there's more hype into it and such this year than I think maybe ever before. But it's going to be interesting to see how it goes going forward. Hopefully it does get back. I think, again, as you said, 20 rounds is a fair enough amount. I think, you know, it's not a lot, but it's not – you know, it's not not like five rounds or ten rounds. I mean, that's a little little short. Yeah. You know, especially for baseball. I think I think five's too few. You'll take what you can get for this year. You exactly. kind of had to take that option. I think five is way too few. Exactly. I think forty is too much. Yep. So yep. you know, anywhere between five and forty. <laughs> take take your pick. Well, Matt, it was great having you jump on today, man. Good luck with your new job in Las Vegas. Again, we'll be starting up that uh that Twitch stream. Once we figure out times and stuff, I'm busy. You're busy. We got busy stuff. We're busy guys. Remember, we got we got all. I do a, I do a podcast. You you work for Las Vegas now. You guys are just getting. I think you guys are. Are you guys just getting back into the uh, office now? Um. Yes and no. Yes and so no. City more or less is starting to reopen. Yeah. A lot of the casinos opened on the fourth. It'll be a week tomorrow. Not back in the office back yet. In the office I think yet. a lot of people are just waiting on what the major leagues do, and then yeah. we'll, we'll see about the minor <laughs> That's league. fair. That's fair. Well, uh, hopefully, maybe we'll get to play each other on PS4, and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll stream a bit here on PS4. We'll play some Definitely, Rocket man. League. Play some. Maybe I'll help you win some games in Modern Warfare. We'll, we'll do some stuff, man. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it was nice talking to you. Nice seeing you again, man. And stay safe, my man. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on. I'll be uh, tuned into the rest of the stream. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, Yeah, it'll be fun, and uh, we'll be talking about the draft. Obviously, the range is on the clock, so I'll uh, let you you go now. Bingo. See you, brother. Thanks, and I love you, Zach Ritchie. (laughs) Yeah, he's still on here. (laughs) See you, buddy. See you, bud.